0: Yeah, good morning, Tim. Always good to be with you.
1: What are you folks going to be? What's going to be the headline? And we never, I say that, we we never know. There's always something that comes up that, that seems to grab attention when we didn't really anticipate it. But going into this year's session, what are you folks looking at?
0: Well, I mean, I think the biggest thing, I mean, you already said, what uh, as far as big headline goes, I mean, I've learned pretty quickly that uh, whatever the big topic is, we don't know it until several weeks in the session, something... Something gets dropped or brought up that uh, picks up some steam and, uh, you know, kind of is a, <laughs> a runaway train, if you will. And, um, you know, it rears its head, and we'll, we'll figure that out when it comes along. There's always that kind of a topic that occurs. But, you know, right now, I mean, I think one of the things that I'm encouraged and excited about, quite frankly, is, um, you know, Georgia's in such a, a great economic position. You know, one thing we do that Washington doesn't ever have to do doesn't see, uh, is uh, balance a budget. We're actually constitutionally obligated to do so. And, um, you know, Tim, you know, Governor Kim's done a great job of, of keeping our state open and keeping people healthy. And certainly the economy is. And, and we look to, you know, implement those funds appropriately. Um, you got to be very careful of that not to build such a robust budget that you can't fund it next year. Uh, so I think you'll see. You know, some one-time expenditures. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm certain. I know when the governor got into office, he was uh, wanting to get teachers a $5,000 pay raise. We're almost there. I can foresee some of that coming down the line. Um, you know, but the budget's going to be a big one. Um, but uh, you know it. Fortunately, we're in a, in a in a good position to be able to deal with some
1: of that. Well, you mentioned, Representative Weedar, you mentioned uh, you don't have the luxury that Washington does. You folks have to balance the budget. Uh, so one thing you actually have to do in a legislative session. But and here comes a phrase I don't get to use much. To be fair to Washington... Uh, A lot of the money you're going to be spending, you mentioned some one-time expenditures, those kind of things. A lot of that money coming from Washington in the form of these Rescue Dollars, Care Act, the rest of it, uh, the local governments have been blowing through it and coming up with ways to spend it and trying to dream up ways to spend it. It has helped at the local level, the school board level, and I'm sure it's helped at the state level as well.
0: Sure, it has, and and you'll see those things, like I said, uh, one-time expenditures. Now, keep in mind, those dollars actually don't flow through our budget. Um, so that is a completely separate expenditure, uh, separate than what the legislature will, be, legislature will be taking up. So the money that I'm talking about is money generated by our strong economy. Um, and those types of things, still you have to be careful with how you spend those dollars because, again, you know, next year we might not have such the economy or the or year after that. And you build a budget that's got to be funded year after year after year. you got to be careful how you spend those dollars. You know, we're only allowed to keep a certain amount of money in reserve legally we legally have more money in reserves right now than we're allowed to have. Talking about the rainy uh, so day fund? That's correct. So, you know, we've got to get that to a point, you know, obviously that we're back in line with uh, what we're, we're, we're allowed to do, and that means we're, we're going to be, you know, able to fund some things uh, this year that maybe we wouldn't otherwise. But, again, those aren't necessarily things that we're going to take up you know, year after year. So we're going to have to look at how that's going to be handled.
1: Forgive me, I know we've had this conversation off the air, Representative Weedauer, and I don't know if we had it on the air or not. I know we talked with Representative Fry about this. The two of you, Anthony State Rep Spencer Fry, and you, uh, tabbed by the governor, and this is a little bit arcane, but important. Uh, you were tabbed by the governor some months ago to look into what was then a, a spiraling cost in lumber. Uh, expenses uh, that all of us were paying as we work on our homes or other projects. And and you found some really interesting things as you dug into that.
0: Sure. Yeah. And actually, there's the a speaker appointed a study work group, basically a, a committee this summer on the rising costs of uh, construction materials. You know, there's a host of issues there. Um, what was very interesting, Tim, is it didn't matter what industry we went to. Uh, it didn't matter if we were talking about loggers, or people delivering materials, the trucking issues that we have, or shortages of drivers, um, it's it's alarming. It's been compounded by the fact, as we've obviously come to find that, you know, with some of those budgetary cuts, uh, when we cut ten percent off the budget, you know, some of these you know, technical schools that had driving programs, you know, driving programs are not are not inexpensive. They're very hard. They're very uh, robust to keep up. So some of those got cut. Then you add in, you know, obviously unemployment and opportunities and uh, uh, money that was being coming down from the federal government. As you mentioned, you know, we lost a lot of drivers to retirement um, and other things. So you and then you contrast that with how well we have brought businesses to Georgia and the unbelievable operation going on right now at the Savannah Port. Um, you know, I, every time I bring up the port, I mention to people, and I'll tell everybody listening this morning, anytime you want a citizen of Georgia, you can drive up to the port and you can ask for a tour. And I, I encourage you to do it because if you are into logistics in any way, shape, or form, it is absolutely astonishing what they're accomplishing down there. But what's what that obviously is driven is a, a huge influx of, of imported goods. And thus, again, you're putting a pinch on the truckers. So you, you, you think about the three or four points I just – pinch points I just mentioned, and you think about how many troubles we're having. Uh, you know, that was definitely one thing that really shined through that study committee, Tim. I mean, obviously, you know, you get into lumber, and you know, Timber's number one agricultural industry in Georgia. So, you know, it's important. It's very – it's vital to Georgia. Um, you know, I think what happened – you obviously saw what happened in 08 when everything slowed down. You know, our trees kept growing, and they stopped getting cut. So we have a tremendous amount of trees in Georgia right now. That you know the inventory of trees is, is off the charts compared to the consumption, um, and the cost has slowed things down. Um, so you know it's we're gonna have we're gonna have lumber for years to come. The problem is is getting it milled. Um, and having enough people that uh, want to put it, you know, want to nail two by fours together right now.
1: A couple of things quickly as we head into the session starts Monday. I keep hearing this, and I know this is an evergreen. We hear it every year. Any reason to think anything about gambling, casino, or otherwise is going to move any farther down the field this year?
0: You know, I, sports gambling. I think you know is 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 on the table. I think there's the, the biggest conversation there is whether or not they They have an opportunity to do that without a constitutional amendment or if you can do a constitutional amendment that just includes sports versus bricks and mortar, as I call it. Um you know, I, I don't know. Uh, again, that might be the runaway train for mm-hmm. all I know. Um, I know it's so oh, it's been a conversation for quite some time. I know that uh, you know, as you think, see have seen thing, things evolve with sports. You know the NIL stuff and uh, what have you. I think there's probably a temperature there for that. Um, I don't know that you really have the appetite for bricks and mortar. But again, if it's a runaway train, I don't. I, I don't know how I would speak to that. You know, at this point.
1: And finally, quickly, let's go on this one, Representative Marcus. We got the redistricting session back in November. Your thoughts on the district you represent? Going to have a new number uh, after next year, but the shape of the district. Uh, you, you good with it as it stands?
0: You know, Tim, I went down there with with one goal, which is ten years from now, somebody not to be talking about me and and any you know my hand in the cookie jar kind of thing. With you know redistricting, I did that. I was able. I didn't have a single meeting about redistricting through the entire process, and just let the chips fall where they were. Uh, You know, if I'm, I will absolutely be running again. And uh, you know, if I'm fortunate enough to represent my new district, then I'm going to do it with honor, and I'm uh, excited to do it. Um, you know, everything shifted north across the state because we lost so much population in South Georgia. Uh, that's exactly what my district did. It pushed one, you know, one precinct north into Oconee um, and kind of shifted in Clark. You know, it, it, it is what it is. And, um, you know, just tee it up and let's go.
1: All right, Oconee County State Rep. Marcus I'll tee up a new legislative session starting Monday of next week. Best of luck with that, and thanks for your time this morning.
0: Thanks, Tim. Have a great day.